Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. As they track these disasters, they realize that these disasters were like the coronavirus in one key respect. They were on an exponential growth path. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Welcome to another special episode of the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show, where we are sharing the top sessions from the Best Ever Conference 2021 And this year, the Best Ever Conference is back in person, February 24th through 26th. Come join us, Denver, Colorado. You'll hear all the new keynote speakers. You'll meet some new business partners. You'll learn some insights from the presentations and from the people you meet that you can apply to your business today. And here is an example of a session from last year that is still relevant today and will be beneficial for you. You've heard about climate change. And maybe you're a believer in its destructive impact, or maybe you don't believe in it. In fact, there's anecdotal evidence that over 50% of the real estate community in the U.S. doesn't believe that the climate is changing. Or maybe they think that the climate is changing, but that humans have nothing to do with the change. Or they reckon that climate change has nothing to do with real estate. After all, if it doesn't affect our daily real estate hustle, then maybe it's not worth worrying about, right? Well, unfortunately, wrong, completely, unequivocally wrong. In this 18-minute talk, I'm going to prove to you beyond any shadow of a doubt that if you're buying apartments, your livelihood and your investors' profits are going to be impacted by climate change. And when I use that word impacted, I am sugarcoating it bigly. I am going to make the case that, in fact, the impact on real estate is the greatest of any industry in the world. So get out your pain meds because this one's not going to be a walk in the park, unfortunately. Now, I'm not going to waste your time arguing that climate change is real or that we should be doing more to stop climate change from happening or that it represents an existential threat to humanity. No, sir. I am going to show you why you absolutely need to worry regardless of your beliefs about climate change. All right, let's get started. Our story starts with a credit rating and risk analysis company named Moody's. Now, many of you remember that this particular company was partially to blame for the 2008 real estate crisis. 
Remember, Moody's gave A ratings to mortgage-backed securities that were filled with toxic single-family loans that were in default. And that crashed the real estate market. It kick-started the Great Recession. As you can imagine, Moody's was then beaten black and blue by Wall Street for doing such a horrific job of rating the mortgages. So the big dudes at Moody's said, never again, never again will we be caught with our pants down like this. So what did they do? They revamped their credit rating system. And to do that, they started looking at future risks to investors. And when they did that, their research told them that everyone was ignoring the biggest risk to real estate investors, the impact of climate change. Moody's research indicated that only one company in the U.S. knew how to evaluate the impact of destructive climate change on real estate, a little-known company named 427. And this company was already working with the world's largest investors and asset managers and commercial banks and government agencies, people whose job it is to look 10 years into the future. So Moody's went out and they bought this company, 427, and they started learning more about climate risk to real estate and also other types of businesses. And what they discovered was absolutely mind-boggling. 427 was tracking extreme climate events in the U.S., stuff on the screen like flooding, extreme heat, wildfires, droughts, hurricanes, typhoons, tidal flooding. They started tracking the losses from each of these different events, and they looked at the dollar numbers, and they were massive people, over $80 billion a year lost. They started reading headlines like some of the headlines on the page and investigating if anyone in the U.S. was paying attention. And no one, absolutely no one was. Less people were talking about these rapidly skyrocketing losses than were talking about a real estate market crash in 2006. In the gray box on the page, you can see that one lone CEO, Chris Hartswan, is talking about how assets in the U.S. are priced in a completely irresponsible way, given what we know about climate change. So Moody said, we have to fix this or our investors are going to lose trillions of dollars. So they took the six-step 427 models shown on the left, and they started applying it to the United States for all kinds of real estate. And the results were, again, stunning. As you can see from the page, 104 million people with hurricane risk, 169 million people living in areas running out of water, 92 million living in areas that are facing either extreme heat or extreme rainfall. And as they tracked these disasters, they realized that these disasters were like the coronavirus in one key respect. They were on an exponential growth path. Remember how the U.S. had 20 coronavirus cases in early March, and two months later, we had millions. Exponential curve. These events were on a very strong exponential curve. So they started extrapolating, figuring out the risk into the future, 5, 10, 15 years, so they could rate real estate risks in all of these areas. And as you can see from the comment at the bottom of the screen, Miami-Dade County has already lost nearly half a billion dollars in value in a 10-year time because of reduced real estate values. But look at the future projection of value on the page. Not half a billion, not one billion, but $35 billion decline in real estate value. And Southeast Florida is just one example. We'll get back to the show in a few minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll get some value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. 
They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive Investor Guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference, February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. You can get 15% off right now with the code BEC15 at besteverconference.com. That's the code BEC15 for 15% off at besteverconference.com. We all remember when Hurricane Sandy smashed into New York, turning the New York Public Library into a large swimming pool, turning Wall Street into a water park. We've chosen to forget the colossal damage of $65 billion from just that one little hurricane. Try to remember pictures of Manhattan with submerged cars and overturned trucks, no power, no heat for weeks for millions of people. New York is now moving forward with building a seawall that will cost about $200 billion. And we hear that they plan to raise that money by massively increasing taxes on New Yorkers, including massive increases in property taxes. How's that going to affect your investments in New York or Miami when massive tax hikes are used to build these seawalls? Or maybe instead of jogging your memory about what happened in New York, maybe you just want to read any newspaper or online site in America today. Texans are dying because of a record cold snap where parts of Texas hit zero degrees Fahrenheit. Millions are without power and gas. The governor says that every single source of power in the most power-rich state in the U.S. is compromised because of climate change. A Texan is dying every hour from freezing cold in what used to be one of the warmest states in the country. Republican politicians are screaming about reforming Texas's power grid to bring it into the 21st century. The cost? Tens of billions of dollars. And where will that money come from? Well, there's no state income tax, so it's likely that the money will come from property taxes, which are already one of the highest in the countries. Well, how will that affect your Texas investments? I wonder. And then there's California. Boy, California, California, California. Earlier this year, I live in California, by the way, I felt like Elon Musk had transported me to Mars or to some dystopian future. The sky was deep red. There was thick gray ash falling everywhere. Every door was shut and not because of COVID, but because a significant portion of the entire state was on fire. In fact, in California, the six largest wildfires in history were all in 2020. Imagine the top six quarterbacks of all times, Brady, Manning, Montana, Favre, Elway, all breaking their throwing records in the same year. How ridiculously bizarre would that be? Well, only about as bizarre as California's wildfire season in 2020. You get my point? 10,000 homes and commercial buildings burned down, tens of billions in losses, and inevitably huge insurance hikes. 
by one conservative estimate, the wildfires will double again from their 2020 level in just five years and could quadruple in just 11 years. I wonder what the impact of California's cap rates would be when it quadruples. And it's not just the damage from the wildfires, right? California, Oregon, Washington, they're the three states that have the largest number of ski resorts at risk. Ski resorts have super expensive real estate. But imagine that you're an investor in real estate in a West Coast ski resort, let's say Soda Springs in California. And you start noticing that the ski season starts a day later on average each year and ends a day earlier on average each year. So you get curious and you start researching future predictions about Soda Springs, California. And you discover to your shock that projections show that Soda Springs won't even be a ski resort in the future. And while that's going to take decades, within the next 10 to 15 years, the ski season would become so short that ski operators could not make money. They'd be forced to shut shop. Would you then think today about moving your investment somewhere else? And if everyone did it, wouldn't some of those fancy ski resorts look like abandoned mining towns in 10 to 20 years? Think about it. But hey, Neil, these impacts are years in the future, right? Five years, 10 years away. Who gives a sh**? We will worry about it 10 years from now, right? Well, wrong again. Because of Moody's, these guys started to plug their future projections of climate-related losses into their ratings in the last few years and built risk scorecards like the one on the screen. And when they did that, the insurance industry started to wake up and smell the risk. The insurance industry started to hike insurance premiums left and right. Insurance was going up 10% every year, 2018, 2019, 2020, 10%, 10%, 10%. And then the apartment industry took notice. They started screaming at insurance companies, crying foul. And this huge hue and cry has started to force these insurance industry to move away from a one-size-fits-all insurance models. More and more insurers are now saying, look, if Miami is going to get flooded every year, we can't penalize Oklahoma apartments. If Northern California is going to be on fire every year, should San Diego be paying so much more in insurance? It's not fair. So guess what's happening? Insurance companies have now started to buy climate change data from Moody's and are developing city by city and state by state models for insurance based on climate risk. We're moving towards a future very quickly where insurance in Miami, a city very high in risk ratings, could easily be 10 times the insurance in Austin, a city that's rated very low in climate risk. And this information alone should convince you that you as a syndicator, you as a holder of people's money, you as an investor, you have to learn more about climate change risk. But I'm just getting started. We'll get back to the show in a few minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll get some value in learning more about. How are you doing on your goals this year, whether it's planning for your goals or whether it's executing on those goals? I imagine one of them has to do with financial freedom, taking control of your finances. And I can tell you that is a possibility within the next one to three years using a proven system created by my friend, Michael Blanc. He's got the program Deal Maker Mentoring. Here are some of his students who have been in the program and what they've accomplished. Melanie McDaniel, she closed her first 24-unit joint venture deal and is now pivoting to become full-time in the industry. Within five months of joining Cheryl Groovy from Atlanta, she had a 34-unit deal under contract 
And she partnered with two other dealmaker mentoring students, and together they raised $700,000. And Brian Briscoe, he said thanks to dealmaker mentoring, he had the opportunity to accelerate his timeline and go after much bigger deals than he would have on his own. If you are ready to commit to achieving your dreams this year and you've been thinking about getting in the multifamily, well, text the word Joe to 66866. Again, that's the word Joe. You know how to spell my name, right? J-O-E to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind and let's get you started with your own syndication business. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors. And I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals, if you're like most real estate investors, because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success real estate and follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow Up Boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow-up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30-day free trial twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time, go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. Massive insurance hikes are really bad for business. We know that. But you know what's worse? City downgrades. Moody's and SMP Global are using climate risk to downgrade entire cities. We haven't seen any states downgraded yet, but Florida and California had better watch out. On the slide, you can see that a city as big as New Orleans was downgraded from a medium grade BBB plus down to a B, which in Moody's words is considered speculative, subject to high credit risk. So what happens when a city gets downgraded because of climate risk? Well, the city's ability to borrow money goes down. Borrowers are skittish, they charge much higher interest rates. This prevents the city from rebuilding infrastructure after a major climate change event. That makes people in the city leave, which creates a destructive spiral from which the city may never recover. And if you, Mr. Investor, were investing in a city like this, well, you may never recover. And you know what is much worse than city downgrades? An end to the 30-year mortgage. Take a look at the New York Times headline on the right side of the page. Now, the 30-year residential mortgage, it's an American institution. Americans have come to believe that the 30-year mortgage is our right, like it's something that Jefferson actually wrote into the Constitution. Well, the ugly truth is that the only reason that the 30-year mortgage actually even exists is that lenders believe that the homes being financed will be worth more 30 years from today. So what happens if the lenders start losing that belief? Well, it would be disastrous. If lenders felt that 30 years from today, half a million homes in the U.S. would be flooded each year, would they actually provide a 30-year loan? 
Would they provide a loan to ski resorts with no snowpack in 30 years? Would they do it for cities that are projected to be hit by category five hurricanes every other year, 30 years from now? Step back and think about it. What bank would be crazy enough to offer a 30-year loan on a property that is almost guaranteed to be unlivable in 30 years? So right now, today, in virtual conferences around the United States, members of mortgage banking associations are huddled around their iPads and making lists of cities that will switch to 20-year mortgages or even 15-year mortgages. Imagine the catastrophic impact to home prices in those cities. The residents are already battered by ever larger climate change tragedies every year, and now their homes are falling in value. Would they be inclined to move to areas that have no climate change impact? And wouldn't those areas become the new multi-decade American gold rush? Think about it. And there are worse things happening than city level downgrades, like increasing cap rates. Let's be honest, people like you and me, we don't set cap rates anywhere in the US. The people that set cap rates are the ones with the gigantic multi-billion dollar portfolios, the big movers and shakers, like BlackRock, the largest asset manager in the world, $24 billion real estate portfolio that they're doubling over the next five years. And BlackRock is openly saying, openly saying that climate risk is now central to its asset selection process, its entire strategy. And they're not just saying that about their $24 billion real estate portfolio. They're saying that about their $7 trillion overall portfolio, 7,000 billion. And when they're applying climate change risk, it's forcing BlackRock to slow down or even stop investing in areas with high climate change risk. But they're not stopping there. BlackRock is using its massive political influence to force state and local governments to take action against climate change. And when they see cities and states not doing anything, they're voting against them with their wallet, their $7,000 billion wallet. And this is creating winners and losers at a scale where we could see certain states and cities go up half a cap over the next 15 years and others go down half a cap. We all know that those are absolutely gigantic, humongous numbers, right? And before you start clogging the chat here with comments that this is all in the future, Neil, let me bring up one of my scariest slides. If you thought that climate change has not already forced the market to offer discounts, you'd be wrong. Again, parts of major cities like Miami, San Francisco, Boston, New York, Tampa are today seeing discounts of 7% for properties with just sea level rise exposure. Forget about the hurricanes. Remember that this discount was 0% 10 years ago. It's entirely reasonable to speculate that this discount is gonna go from 7% to 15% within the next five to seven years. A 15% discount is the difference between a winning deal and a money losing deal. So let me summarize this. You now know that simply because you don't believe in climate change, doesn't matter, it's gonna hurt you. This is a train that has now finally left the station because the people who set ratings like Moody's and the people who set cap rates like BlackRock, they believe it. So so do the lenders who are figuring out whether the 30-year mortgage needs to go in certain parts of the US. Insurance providers are factoring in climate change and are increasingly punishing investors who invest in high climate risk areas. Cities have figured out they need to fight climate change with seawalls and dams and new power stations. And they're gonna charge real estate investors for those investments. Bottom line, this is a huge deal. It's as big a deal as the coronavirus but worse because the impact lasts the next 10 decades and every year the impact is higher than the year before. 
So what can you do? Well, arm yourself with knowledge. I offer no immediate solutions. This is just the beginning. I suggest that you sign up at my website, which is multifamilyu, multifamily followed by the letter u.com, and you'll get an invite in the next month to a two-part deep dive climate change series. And I'm going to tell you which cities are going to see a gold rush like the likes of which you have never seen before and which ones will have an exodus. I'll give you tips on new opportunities and even new business models that are emerging from this crisis. And most importantly, I'm going to give you tips on how you can navigate this crisis safely for your properties and come out looking like a hero or a prophet. Well, I hope you gained some useful insights and actionable advice from this previous Best Ever Conference session. And remember, if you're looking to scale your investing in 2022, we look forward to seeing you in Denver. Get 15% off right now with code BEC15 at besteverconference.com. That is code BEC15 for 15% off at besteverconference.com.